Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another fantastic episode of NRK Monk Friends Roundtable Discussion. Before we get started, let me first remind you that we are covered by the BIPCOT No Government License, which allows for the use and reuse of this podcast by anyone and everyone except for governments and the bludgies thereof. You can learn more about that at BIPCOT.org. That is B-I-P-C-O-T dot O-R-G. We're also covered by Brandenburg v. Ohio 1969, which ruled that the government cannot punish inflammatory speech unless that speech is, quote, directed to inciting or producing imminent lawless action and is likely to incite or produce such action. Therefore, everything said here on Anarchy Wong Friends Roundtable Discussion is entirely hypothetical. This is episode 161, and uh, as you can see, we have the fantabulous... The incredible, the smart, the loving, the caring, the awesome Miss Lindsay has joined us this evening. Hello, she is Andrew's better half, better one, one of better, them. better third, better third. I think is probably the way better, to go with that. <laughs> better third. Hashtag sorry, Liz. <laughs> we love you. <laughs> well, it's got. It's not like. It's like it's like better one thirty seven point five because you're like one thirty you're like thirty seven point five she's thirty seven point five Andrew's like twenty five. That seems fair. I mean, yeah, they'll cap to that, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so, how's the snow treating you up there? Oh, it's all gone. Oh, that fucking sucks. No, it doesn't. It does. It It got up to like 60 some degrees on Wednesday. Really? Yep. It was was super warm and super nice, which really sucked because Wednesday was the day after I had two teeth ripped out of my head. So like I was miserable. That hurt. Yeah, that (laughs) is never fun. I got to watch. I got to watch them yank them out. It was super cool. If you're listening and not watching, she is smiling ear to ear at that. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was, he uh... wasn't in pain. It was just interesting it, to me. Is is it the, the, the medical gross blood part of it that you enjoyed? Well, the funny thing is, is normally the sight of blood in a sterile environment actually makes yeah. me pass out. Um, so apparently that place was not sterile enough because <laughs> I didn't have any woozy issues at all. But um, no, I was just, I, I'm interested in learning how to do those kind of things. So that way, if shit ever hits the fan. I was just going to say something to that effect. Yep. I mean, that's really why I'm fascinated by it. That's why I can basically uh, do all basic veterinarian things now. And uh, I know a lot of basic medical stuff because I, since I've been on disability and all that and not working, I have a lot more time to watch and study a lot of shows that will show you procedures. <laughs> Has Andrew allowed you to give him stitches yet? No. I haven't needed stitches yet. Well, I I did need stitches for uh, for when they pulled my teeth out. They they had to sew it back up because um, oh, oh. it was both molars back here oh. that they extracted. One had oh. shattered, which was great. Um, and then the other one they it had already had a filling from back when I was like 14 or something. And the, when that one shattered, it punched a hole 
into the nerve at the one in front of it. And uh, so I wound up with that nerve just screaming at me, which felt just super. They pulled them out. The one came out just fine, but the other one was so bad that they had to like cut it into pieces. And as they were prying chunks of it out of my jaw, they chipped my jawbone. So that's been feeling great the past few days. I almost that, muted. I almost muted you. That <laughs> that was actually quite uh, disturbing of a crunch. Oh, it felt great. Let me tell you, because even numbed, I felt that the pressure, the pressure release, or the the or no, the, just the, the nerve, the nerve being the, squeezed. The scratch across my bone as the tool took a chunk out of it. Like <laughs> it, uh, yeah, felt it, and I was like, oh. And he's like, oop. And I'm like, you don't want to hear when somebody's digging around in your mouth with like big metal, sharp metal tools. You want to hear oop. That's that's not a good sound. Yeah, like <laughs> you, you don't you don't want to hear oop from from your doctor, uh, from your dentist, um, from your proctologist, or from your mechanic. <laughs> you also don't you also don't want your uh, doctor while your legs are up in stirrups to go, all right, so this next part's going to hurt. I'm going to go ahead and clamp your cervix with this giant thing. Is all I could do is what? You're going to do what? <laughs> Why would you show me that? Why would you? What? What's wrong And of with course, you? she was a resident at the time. So I'm like, all right, so Aaron, I appreciate you gave me the heads up. But going forward, you should just say, hey, this next part's going to be a little painful don't bother showing anybody the tool you're about to use because oh my gosh <laughs> yeah as jack uh, no one did you drink numb the pain yeah the physical pain is just a part of the reason yeah <laughs> yeah it's oh god it i mean it wasn't the overall it wasn't that bad an experience and i i have to wait four to six weeks before i get an implant to replace the two teeth and so you know that mm -hmm. the way i look at it is it makes me kind of a little like bionic so that's cool it's one step closer to my cyberpunk dream of being a cyborg <laughs> that's right you you are uh you are one of those you do enjoy that yeah yeah i'm all I, you know i mean i'm not transhumanist in the sense of like there's I'm, there's I'm, flaws I'm, in humanity i just feel like you know what i'm a big modifier like i buy cars i have to my, modify them i buy guns i have to modify them uh why not modify me if i can so yeah i'm glad you said the word because that's not the word i was thinking of and i didn't want to use the wrong word <laughs> <laughs> so but uh speaking of doctors and getting things removed you want to jump into this first article all right um, people sticking random objects up their buns is costing the uh, NHS uh, 350,000 pounds a year. That is the National Health Service in Britain. Yes. Uh, kinky Brits hospitalized for sticking objects up their bum have cost the NHS more than 3 million pounds. Experts analyze NHS records to determine how many, quote, manual removal of foreign body from rectum procedures were conducted in hospitals between 2010 and 2019. Figures show that bedroom experiments went too far and doctors had to remove some 3,500 objects, <laughs> costing the healthcare service roughly 340,000 pounds a year. So 
if, if you're uh, living in I'll, Britain because of their socialized healthcare, you are now on the hook for 350 grand, which is like 400 and something thousand dollars for people shoving shit up their ass. Let's see, 340 pounds is 449,619 US dollars. Yeah. So, I mean, it. I mean, it sounds like a lot, but at the same time, if you think about it, I guarantee you the U.S. has a worse problem with that. Uh, the study found <laughs> the foot. The study found that the objects having to be removed from the rectums is on the rise, with cases particularly growing in men. John O'Connell, chief executive of the Think Tank Taxpayers Alliance, argued that taxpayers will be quote more than uncomfortable with the rising cost of these surgeries. Well, the people getting the surgeries are probably a little more uncomfortable too. And uh, <laughs> nearly twice as many foreign objects, 518, were removed in the final year of the study compared to the beginning of the study in 2010-2011. 518 things. That isn't 500. Just 518 people sticking things up their butts. No, 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 no. This is, is 518 is... people who got it up their butts and couldn't get it back out. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Just... uh, <laughs> most people commonly shoved objects into the rectum for sexual pleasure. This is partly to do with the number of nerves in the anus, making it highly sensitive, and for men can stabulate the prostate and erogenous zone of the male productive system. Yeah. I mean, hold on, hold on, I'm wait, hold on, too, hold on, but... hold on. Just try to hold it together for three paragraphs, four paragraphs. The report by doctors, uh, the Royal uh, Wolverhampton Hospital NHS Trust did not name the objects the Brits had used. But over the years, Metro.co.uk has reported on some cases from around the world where people have shoved lived eels, glass bottles, an instant coffee jar with pens in the lid. A Buzz Lightyear toy, a concrete mixer, <laughs> and an interview what? with a former surgeon who spent several decades removing errant items from, pe from people's bottoms, uh, vases, uh, a pair of garden shears, quote, a whole variety of bottles were just some of the highlights mentioned. Hold on, one more paragraph. Uh, the newspaper also reported another bizarre incident back in September where a sexual experiment gone wrong landed a teenager in the hospital needed a complicated surgery to extract a knotted USB cord from his penis. Uh, yes. I just, why you you are that is your socialized health care. You are paying doctors to remove things from people's body parts. I, yes, Jack. Garden yeah, shears. Garden shears? The some, the one that I mean the garden shears at least seem approximately are, the they, correct at least size. They're, but they're, they're, ta they're tapered. Right, I mean they're they're tapered, yeah, so I mean but, you get that. But it's cement mixer, uh, a Buzz Lightyear doll. I assume that those are the handles. The handles two, of these things are what uh, actually got two, stuck there. To well, infinity is... and beyond. Oh, not like that. To the colon and beyond. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, granted, anything's a dildo if you're brave enough. But some some people took that too far. I. I, the cement mixer still gets me though. What do you mean a fucking cement mixer? There is nothing on a cement mixer that in any way is the size or shape of something that you should put in your rectum. 
Let's see. Uh, I mean, aren't there any like handheld cement mixers though? Like where you're like kind of like an ice auger, like the old augers. That still shouldn't like none part. I of agree. That I agree. But I'm just saying that means there's a handle on it that could fit in said orifice. I. You know, and I mean, I'm I'm from the screwed up generation that grew up on the one man one jar video, so I've seen some things. But <laughs> yeah, um, I think in like the sixth grade we had um, like a careers day or something, and a chiropractor came in, and he actually used to work in the ER, and so we asked him what the weirdest thing he ever saw was because of course we did. And he said that he had to remove or help remove surgically um, a flashlight from inside someone's colon. At least that's kind of phallically shaped. It says uh, it cost about 850 pound uh, per object to be removed. And a few of the people... Uh, had to stay longer than 24 hours. So, If I were to make a guess, I'm going to assume that screwdrivers or similar like objects are probably the most likely to have to get ripped out of your uh, colon at the hospital. The, you know, there's, there's a lot of things that I just, I never wanted to know. Um, and this article has like four of them. I'm I'm pretty sure that there that the uh, live eel that they had to remove was also uh, learning things it didn't want to know. Um, it's still not as bad as that guy stabbing himself in the leg and the critter jumping into his leg wound. Okay, well, I mean that that was pretty upsetting. Um, oh my god, have you seen the X-ray of the the coffee no. jar with the pins in no, the lid? No, stop. No, no, I don't want to know. There's a vanity light bulb. Oh, there's the Buzz Lightyear. That's pretty funny, actually. Um, <laughs> just... Oh, no, it's not a concrete mixer. This is not a concrete mixer. This is a, it was concrete mix. Like the dude. As, as if that's better. The dude injected like JB Weld. <sighs> using a hot glue gun. Uh, Liz says, uh, a rolling pin. Rolling pin. Uh, yeah, that that's definitely that's some uh, Martha Stewart fantasy stuff right there. Deodorant spray, a mobile phone. Um, I I am. You you have to see the Buzz Lightyear though to appreciate it. You really do. <laughs> it's... The Buzz the Buzz Lightyear. It's it's feet first. <laughs> it um, is. I, too. I I got. I clicked on the mix. I, I clicked on the link. And uh, yeah, you you have to click the. You have to look at it. Uh, and yeah, we, that we is, can't. Uh, we can't put that on Facebook. Well, I mean, we could. It's medical, you know. But, it's pushing uh, it. A can an aerosol can. That's on that list, also. Yeah, the deodorant spray aerosol uh, can. There's. A, a phone. Okay, that's that's enough of that one for me. That was a Georgia lawyer 
who was apparently showering with his phone, you know, as you do, and he slipped and fell allegedly directly on top of his ringing phone and it went into his anus. I'm going to call shenanigans yep. on that. Well, yep. that's it? how that's how my kids mom got pregnant. I tripped and fell and I was trying to get up and I just I kept falling. It, it was it was not it was not my fault. Yeah, that's what um, but wasn't there a Darwin Award for a guy that ended up dying because he accidentally like God, I hope impaled so. himself? Yeah, uh, uh, through the, the with a plunger. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, that I is a Darwin so. Award. He uh, so. he had the plunger, you know, stuck to the shower, and his feet slipped out from under him because he had the shower running at the time, and uh, yeah, the wood okay. doesn't give, but your internal organs do. Okay, that's uh, that's yeah. <laughs> it's actually really I, similar I, to a medieval <laughs> torture that existed, where they they had this like spike thing, right? And then they they'd strip you down, and they'd put you on top of it, and then there are these ropes to each like mm-hmm. leg, and they would just keep tightening it and pulling you harder and harder down yeah, on that, it. Yeah, I mean that. Well, that splits you in half. It doesn't necessarily inserted into you i mean but either way it's not it's <sighs> and then there was that king uh that got a sword shoved up his butt after he was dead oh uh, yeah that was richard the third actually i i can't i can't like king i can't read that out loud <laughs> what did the glass bottle say to the say to buzz lightyear we're in this together. Is that yeah. is that um, this seems like a like a South Park episode with Mr. Slave. I'm just gonna <laughs> <laughs> why why do I do these things to us? But yeah, um uh three hundred and fifty thousand pounds a year, you know, and that's that's you know collectively paid by the entire population of that. Yeah. And if you are not a completely insane person, you are still on the hook to pay for their health care because of socialized health care in Britain. I mean, the land of apparently sticking strange things in your anus. I really do want to know a statistic now on whether or not the U.S. is worse, because I have a gut feeling. I have a gut feeling. I'm absolutely certain that it would. Well, just by population wise, the U.S. would be a lot worse. But um Per capita, I would obviously I would bet money that it's worse. Also, let's see. What, what do you search for that? How many foreign <laughs> objects removed from anus? U.S. My my Google search history is definitely. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. What is this? There's an NCBI report, like an actual paper, rectal foreign bodies. What is the current standard? <laughs> what? What? <laughs> the current standard? I what is what what current? I don't know. I wince when my finger goes through the toilet paper. I don't want to know anymore. I don't understand. No. We don't we don't need to understand. I Oh, I, I I brought that up literally for the social medicine part of it. I mean, let's, yeah, I but save that link, dear. I want to read the, it 
for the no what it, it's just uh, uh as far as like the standard of of care like how you evaluate the trauma caused by rectally inserted foreign bodies apparently i still so it's not i as still exciting as it sounded i still ironically want to read it because again it goes all the way back to the what happens if i have to fix things that are not so pleasant <laughs> Well, why why are you worried if we're, if we're post, that? No, if we're in a post FH SHG society and somebody gets something stuck up their bum, I they're I'm just I, there's nothing I there's I just I'm sorry. sorry you're gonna die. S S O L. Sorry you're gonna die. Well, there's there's one possible therapy. We'll jump on your belly really hard and maybe it'll pop out. <laughs> pop it out like in the cartoon. <laughs> yeah. Just, <laughs> just put or your, put, we, your, put your uh, heels in these stirrups and, and <laughs> or we could you know leave the gross things that you guys are apparently too big of babies to deal with to me who can deal with it so I would like to still read that article <laughs> I, I mean we should still shoot horses for broken legs I'm just just putting that out there I mean, I'm not if, if actually not as if, often anymore. Actually, if you're, if you're shoving a Buzz Lightyear up your ass, I mean, you deserve what you get at that point. I think is the moral of the story. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, Other I people should fucking that. have to pay for it. Yeah, and I shouldn't have. I should not have to pay for that. I mean, like that's that is a perfect example see, of now, like Lindsay, why see, socialized you know, medicine doesn't make any sense. See, but but we know Lindsay, and Lindsay's going. I'll pay for it if I get to watch. Yeah, do I do I get to watch the extraction of the Buzz Lightyear? And yes. can we answer the question that I know is on everyone's minds? Can you still push the talking buttons while it's inside? I was just thinking about that, pulling it out, and it's like it makes the noise. Buzz Lightyear to the rescue! Go to pull it out, and the wings pop out. <laughs> Except instead of that smile that he's got, instead of being like, mm, he's like. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's just his face have his his face all fed by the opera but it's all shit <laughs> he's he, one of the voice the voice things on the buttons has changed and i was like i've seen things things no man should see <laughs> if it was a but if it was a woody if it was a woody and you're pulling out and it goes there's a snake in my boot <laughs> yeah, there's a snake in my boot i don't think it's a someone's snake someone's poisoned the water hole <laughs> someone's poisoned the water <laughs> Oh, that's a water hole, bud. But uh, no. So, uh, two of the zebras that escaped from uh that 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 ranch in Maryland, they've been captured. Damn it! Run free, oh. zebra kings! Run free! <laughs> so, um, uh, let's see. There are two that were captured, and it's let's see where the other number go. It doesn't say how many, but there was like, and it was like seven or eight that had that were that had taken off and got free so one was killed two more were captured so there's four or five still out there you know the thing the 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 big things about that article about the those zebras getting away one is that i learned is that apparently zebras can in fact tolerate the cold in maryland which Mm -hmm. is interesting and two the other thing is people kept going but they're feral animals if they start breeding and things they could cause a lot of ecological problems blah blah are you under the impression that the wild horses out west are not feral animals? Yes. Because they are, you know. There are no no horses are native to North America. None. Zilch, zero, none of them. At least not anymore. 
they are they are all feral they're up until like pre-columbian north america had no horses it started with the spanish and and they released a bunch intentionally to get them to breed so they would have this nice wild horse population to keep pulling from like they're all feral and just as disastrous to the environment as the zebras would be or the, so, the, the non-native pigs in the south or the boa, non-native boa constrictors in Florida. Well, they're not as bad as those two. I will say that. They're not as bad as those two. Also, I mean, another thing, it, it, honeybees, European honeybees are not obviously native North America. That's why they're called European honeybees. They were brought over here primarily, weirdly, to cultivate apples. Fun fact. Uh, in North America, I'm still, Lindsay and I were actually just talking about this the other day. How do you transport honeybees across the ocean when an ocean journey takes months? How do you? My, my theory is is that you do it in the winter months when they're in hibernation. When they're docile, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, oh, and you could also load them up with sugar water and all that good stuff, and then yeah, just, but just just feed. You can feed them. That's what they do. That's what my friends do in Wyoming. They have bees, and and they'll give them sugar water in the winter because if they go out in the cold, you know it's fucking like negative degrees. Yeah, and uh, they'll freeze it's... and fall out of the sky. Yep. So and they don't want that. Would that would be bad. Yes. Poor little things. Um, now that we're done pulling things out of our rectums and talking about zebras, um, where do you guys want to go? You just pulled that article right out of your ass. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. I don't know. I intentionally I don't, don't read the articles. Good. Nobody should ever read the articles. When we do the podcast, nobody should ever read the articles. I know Andrew tried. I told Andrew I had one that I had set aside that I did not put on the list. And Andrew asked me like three times what it was about. Asked me for hints. I didn't give him a fucking thing. No, you just said, oh, well, it's it has to do with a historical anniversary this week. Do you know how many historical anniversaries are this week? Yes. The, yes, I do. The anniversary of the passing of the Bill of Rights. The anniversary of the first debate about women's suffrage. The anniversary of the release of Japanese internees after World War II. The anniversary of the death of Sitting Bull. All of those oh. were in the past week. Do uh, you want to just get into it then? Yeah. Into that article? There's another one that I didn't mention, and I'm pretty sure that's the right one, but if you can see that, that's a tea bag. That's what I thought it was. Okay. Madison teacher on leave after planned Boston Tea Party reenactment. This is this is why I'm not drinking tea for this episode. Hold on, hold on. A Jefferson Middle School. This is this is a uh, Madison, Wisconsin. A Jefferson Middle School teacher was placed on administrative leave after a planned reenactment of the Boston Tea Party was determined to be offensive. <laughs> what? <laughs> to who? The Brits? <laughs> Fuck them. <laughs> it's fucking America. <laughs> According to the Madison Metropolitan School District, the school principal stopped the history lesson from happening after determining it was, quote, not consistent with the district's vision committed to equality, cultural responsiveness, and was outside the scope of the district curriculum. 
In a statement, MMSD explained that the teacher, whose name was not released, was placed on administrative leave as per district policy until officials complete an internal review of the incident. Administrators also plan to review curriculum units with staff to ensure that lessons are in line with the MMSD expectations. The Boston Tea Party happened in, happened in 1773 as colonists protested British taxation policies, and particularly the Tea Act, by sneaking onto ship and dumping hundreds of crates of tea into Boston Harbor. History has, history has recorded some of the demonstrators who participated wore Native American outfits during the protests. Yet to conceal their fucking identity. Yeah. According to the district, the assignment, quote, included students assuming the identity of a variety of, quote, characters from the colonial time period. Students were to assume stereotypical roles, which brought radicalized harm. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Racial, my, racialized harm. My God. What? Racialized? Racialized harm. MMSD's description did not go too deep into the details of the assignment or the elements that were deemed offensive by the district. Uh, its statement added that some students were harmed during the planning of the reactment and said they and said they quote deserve better. No, no, quote, they don't. Quote as a school district. Fuck them. As a school district, this serves as a stark reminder that there is much more work to do and done in creating diverse spaces where scholars can learn acceptance and feel a sense of belonging. Yeah, I just it. Yeah. <sighs> and then there's like there's the the statement from the school there, which I'm not gonna read because it's all woke bullshit. But yes, the planned reenactment of the Boston Tea Party was deemed offensive. Offensive, because some students would be racial, or, or some students would be exposed to racialized harm. Racial. So one of one of the defining moments of the creation of this country that we live in. Yes. You cannot reenact because it would expose people to racialized harm. Mm. So we're just going to skip over the Civil War then, I would assume. <laughs> <laughs> so Liz is asking Lindsay if she's offended. Lindsay or Lindsay is uh um, you could say it. Go ahead. I'm a, I, I'm uh, my grandfather's full-blooded Ojibwa. So mm -hmm. my grandparents grew up in Oklahoma. Uh, They're Choctaw and Cherokee. Yeah. So my, I mean, uh, we're clearly horrified by this. Terrified. My, my my it turns out secret actual great great grandfather was apparently Cherokee. So yeah. did he did he <laughs> cause did he cause racialized harm? Or was he caused racialized harm by people dressing up as Indians and throwing tea into the water? I mean, apparently, I, you know, so here's the thing, though. Here, they, and this is this is again, this is where you know, not learning history because it might be offensive is an issue. Okay, so I'm actually reason, offended that they were offended. Yeah, I'm I'm offended at their offense, and I don't care that they're offended. At I, my think, being offended I think I think they at their should offense. go sit on a Buzz Lightyear. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe maybe use a toilet plunger. Uh, as a phallic you, item. You know what we could do? You know what we could do is we could reenact the lead up <laughs> to 
the Boston party. And <sighs> maybe they would understand the point. See, here's the thing. Well, I mean, I, okay. So, so no, no, no. This, this is my quick thought on this, right? So we are, we're in anniversary season, right? There's a, historically, there's tremendous amount of historical events that happen in the month of December. Oh yeah. One of the other things that happened in the month of December, which is actually December 29th, is the Wounded Knee Massacre. Yep. Yeah. If, to, there, if, um, there, if there was a Wounded Knee Massacre reenactment, would it be called racialized harm? Absolutely. You know it would. You Somebody would be offended, and I guarantee you it would be a bunch of white Karens. Mm -hmm. yep. But, I mean, don't forget, de December 15th, so four days ago, uh, was the... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> December 15th, four days ago, was the anniversary of the death of Sitting Bull. Mm -hmm. Okay, so Sitting Bull was killed the 15th um, because he was accused of being a ghost dancer. The Wounded Knee Massacre would occur uh, two weeks later on the 29th. Um, and that is, you know, a lot of that could be argued to be linked to this because the thing is, so you got to remember the entire reason the Boston Tea Party happens is the Townsend Act, right? 1767, uh, I hope. Uh, the Townsend Acts are passed and add to the Stamp Acts, and they start throwing all these taxes on additional things for uh, like essentials. So, coffee, tea, um, sugar, glassware, and stoneware, things that the colonies couldn't produce themselves and had to bring in from Britain. They started taxing them. Now, the reason that those taxes get passed is because it's to pay for the French and Indian War that had just ended fairly recently, where the French had recruited a bunch of native tribes, the British had recruited a bunch of native tribes, and they'd fought each other, right? So the reason, the reason that the uh, Bostonians, led by Sam Adams, by the way, who ran a pub, and most likely got them all a little schnockered before he was like, hey, you know what we should do is go down to the harbor and go throw all of the British the British tea into the harbor. And Sam, uh, Sam Adams was a big propagandist, too. Oh, Sam Adams was I mean, he was fantastic. He's he's one of my favorite uh, favorite founding fathers behind Thomas Paine. But one of my favorite founding fathers, because he's one of those dudes who ran a bar, knew how to get people drunk and whipped into a fury and then have them go do shit. Right. Like he was great at it. Um, he, you know, he's kind of the reason the Boston Massacre is called the ba Boston Massacre, you mm -hmm. know, this is Sam Adams and his propaganda. But the reason that Adams has a bunch of, has them dress up as, I think, Algonquins, if I remember correctly, is because they fought on the French side. So they, they're dressing up like a recent enemy and doing it so that the British would, see, if anybody saw it, they go, oh, look, it's another attack and a perpetuation of hostilities it wasn't even oh look these natives are so terrible it was mm -hmm. those natives specifically <laughs> had been enemies recently and this way everyone will go oh it was an enemy who attacked them if they had dressed up like frenchmen would that still be offensive to you to have the people fake dress up in french uniforms or something like no probably not it's solely because what's happening is you are lumping all of the natives together in one category. Whereas the, even the colonists at the time did not. <laughs> they specifically dressed up like a specific 
tribe that other people could identify. They could tell one tribe from another because it was largely a matter of fucking survival to know, <laughs> are those guys your friends or are they going mm -hmm. to murder you? It was important. Like it was, it was about dressing up like an enemy. It had nothing to do with the fact that they were natives and more to do with the fact that, well, Frenchmen dressed exactly the same as English. So that's going to be irrelevant. So we need to dress like somebody that's going to easily identifiable as not friends of the British. So we'll dress like this former enemy tribe. And that's why they did it. Interestingly enough, by the way, uh, speaking of tea and you have that tea bag sitting there, you can buy uh the modern recreation of the mm -hmm. tea that was tossed into boston harbor it's called buhi um spelled b-o-h-e-a if i remember correctly i believe so um it's called buhi tea it is fabulous by the way really smoky really really smoky really smoky yeah. i just uh, very, i don't, don't want to i just don't want to pay the tax on it <laughs> and and you are guess what you're taxed on it more now in sales tax than the colonists are being taxed on it when they threw it in the harbor um it's, if you do want it it's from uh it's available from oliver puffin company yes uh, you can go on their website so, uh so it's I very told, very good highly recommended. so i told you that you would get to do a history lesson yes, <laughs> yes. yeah and it's the best part about the whole story of the founding of the American colonies and I'm talking about the taxation and everything is that the British kept going, but we fought this war to defend you guys from the, the French. Like mm -hmm. that the war was fought for you and the colonists were like, yeah, but it was mostly fought by us for yes. us. Fuck you. Well, <laughs> like we defended ourselves. What, what, what did you do? You you provided us guns. Cool. We could have bought those. And it was because King George needed to pay for the Hundred Years War that they're, of course, in the middle of uh, against the French, where it's this perpetual thing. And also they fought the Spanish a whole bunch. Everybody also forgets that there's a Spanish hero of the American Revolution, you know, unless you're from Texas, in which case you probably know, because the uh, city and island of Galveston are named after him. But <laughs> that's I know. my theory on the Boston Tea Party has always been they just must have really wanted salty tea. They're just coloring the water, you know, like the uh, like the Irish do in Dublin during St. Patrick's Day. Yes, they were making I... a comment on the fact that it's all a bunch of shit. Yes. <laughs> I, 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 believe, I believe they did not go far enough at that moment in time, but. It was a huge step. It was a huge, again, it was a huge propaganda. Um, and it has been hugely propagandized since then. Mm -hmm. So why uh, why did we trade one tyrant a thousand miles away for a thousand tyrants one mile away? Yes. No. But yeah, I had to bring that up because uh, Andrew did a history lesson and I like history. So yeah, Liz says uh, arts and crafts day at the harbor. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I will say I will say it was more productive than January 6th. It did a lot more. I mean, the the Boston Tea Party was one of those things that struck really importantly at the heart of the myth uh -huh. of British invulnerability that you yes. know, you couldn't hurt the authorities. It really hit that hard that no, you can and they're basically powerless to stop you 
if everybody's in this together against them. Yep. So that yep. was a big thing. I mean, it really it's still talked about so much because it kind of is the reason that the American Revolution kicked the fuck off. Mm-hmm. It's one of the major it's one of the major contributing factors. Right. I mean, again, it was like, you know, taxation without representation. Right. Well, yeah. Like like Brit- the, the British Parliament was like, fuck, you pay me. You know, or the, the British king was like, fuck, you pay me. And the colonists were yeah. like, yo, you said we can have a say, you know, we're over here. We're doing all this good stuff, you know, give us a little break. And the king's like, no, fuck, you pay me. So, yeah, they, there's, um, so, they, so they yeeted the tea into the harbor. Yeah, there's a really good um, portrayal of that, actually. Um, AMC's uh, series Turn. Mm-hmm. If you've never seen Turn, it's based on the novel um, that's about um, the Washington spies. Uh, which is incredibly interesting. And actually this, the, his main spy, we didn't even know his name until the middle of the 19th century. Um, yeah. Cause it was that good at hiding who he was, but um, there's a really good scene in that in C I think it's in season one uh, of King George and just how broke he is and his mm-hmm. attitude towards everybody going, um, Hey, uh, Georgie baby, could you maybe pay me? Cause like you owe me a lot of fucking money now. And, and it's because of the hundred years war. It's because he kept fighting. George just kept fighting the French. He kept fighting the Spanish. He fought all these people and was spending money, spending money, spending money and not taking any in. Yep. Um, yeah. All right. Um, where do you guys want to go? Or we can go to money, I guess. You guys want to talk money? No, we don't sure. want to talk Talk money. Um, where are we gonna go, Bibs? I don't uh, care. We can go to censorship, groceries, um, Colorado, sure. uh, global global freedom, whatever you want. That's not the answer I was looking <laughs> for. Go eeny meeny miny mo, and then pick whichever one okay, that you got by the you know, toe. I, I should have started with this patch if I'd known what we we're gonna talk about first. Yeah. All right. Give me number one through six. Uh, let's go with five. Five. Ooh, okay, we can go there. Uh, fentanyl overdoses became the number one cause of death among U.S. adults age 18 to 45. Fentanyl. Fentanyl. Not not COVID, not alcohol, not car, car crashes, not firearms, not heart disease. Fentanyl. So fentanyl overdoses have surged the leading cause of death for adults between the ages of 18 to 45, according to analysts by U.S. government data. Between 20 and 21, nearly 79,000 people uh, between 18 and 45 years old, that's 37,208 in 2020, 41,587 in 2021 died of fentanyl overdoses. Uh, Fentanyl synthetic, blah, 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 blah. Uh, Comparatively, between January 1st, 2020 and December 15th, 2021, there were more than uh, 53,000 COVID-19 deaths among uh, ages 18 to 49. So there were 53,000 COVID and 79,000 fentanyl deaths. You know what's interesting that I want to point out is this article is a little disingenuous because it says that, oh, yes. well, it blames China and Mexico and says, oh, that's the primary primary yes. flow of fentanyl. In fact, statistically, uh, based on analysis is that the national data on crime statistics has managed to pull the majority of fentanyl currently in circulation in the United States comes from two places. And both of those places are um, in fact, uh, uh, drugstores 
in Ferguson. Mm -hmm. They were raided. They were looted during the Ferguson riots, which were a direct response to the government. And uh, they resulted in all this fentanyl getting dumped into the market. Yep. So. And fentanyl was developed for. Who was it developed for, Andrew? Fentanyl? I mean, it was it was, it was gr developed as a synthetic opiate alternative mm -hmm. for the U.S. military. Yeah, makes sense. Mm -hmm. And now it finds its way. I mean, because during World War II, the and Vietnam, the largest uh, consumers of uh, um, why am I blanking? I want to call it heroin, but it's not. It's actually uh, unrefined heroin. Um, <laughs> this is what uh, happens morphine that's what i'm looking for morphine this is what um, happens when we don't read articles beforehand yeah the 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 largest consumer of morphine uh in the world was actually the united states military um during world war ii and during vietnam they bought enormous amounts of it and actually i mean largely the opioid epidemic is the result of two things the vietnam war and the over prescription of oxycontin mm -hmm. largely in VA hospitals. Mm -hmm. So, you know. Yep. So that's a thing. Thanks, government. So. But yeah, they're calling it a uh, a national emergency and Biden's doing some stuff and it's only going to make it worse because that's the way the government works. Yeah, that's how government works, man. It's... So I just had to bring that one up. But uh, yeah, isn't it sad yeah. that we've, you know, especially during lockdowns and stuff that we started seeing this huge surge in overdoses and, and all that sort of thing. And now <laughs> fentanyl overdoses are the leading yeah. cause of death. <laughs> yeah. Among 18 to 45 year old adults, like literally like 26,000 more uh, than COVID. So it's like 50%, 50% more than COVID. No, oh. it's just, uh... but lock people in their houses and keep making them depressed. Yeah, that'll work. That'll mm -hmm. work. So, but uh, Liz said censorship, so we're going to go there. So this is an op-ed written in the Havasu News um, by Thomas L. Knapp, K-N-A-P-P. -P. Uh, censorship is an investment. Turn two cents into $311,562. Why? Writing at antiwar.com, Natalie Baldwin reports on letters sent in October by the U.S. Treasury Department to American writers Daniel Lazar and Michael Avarco, threatening fines up to three hundred, up to quote three hundred eleven thousand five hundred sixty-two dollars, or twice the value of the underlying transactions. The quote underlying transactions in question, getting paid to write for a publication that the U.S. government disapproves of. Jesus. The Strategic Culture Foundation, that is a Russian think tank sanctioned by the Treasury Department because it's regarded as a, quote, arm of the Russian state. Yes, you read that right. Putting one putting in one's two cents on current affairs can yield a profit of more than 1.5 million percent. Unfortunately, that investment return runs in the wrong direction out of the writer's portfolios and into the U.S. Treasury. That is fucking ridiculous. Yes. Yeah. 
Although it runs across the Strategic Culture Foundation's articles here and there and recognizes some names of the authors who work appear on the site, I can't claim any great familiarity with the editorial line or funding sources. For all I know, it really is a Russian state medium associated with the regime's intelligence services and the Ministry of Foreign Affairs. So you know, the thing is, though, that, that gets accused a lot with stuff that is vaguely associated with the Russian government. But the reality is that everything that the U.S. does is so bad. Yes. <laughs> a lot of the times, Russia doesn't need to, like, make anything up. Just because this, just because the Russian state allows this or or pays for this media company to exist, doesn't mean that it's lying. Yeah. It just it's 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 the U.S. government saying the only propaganda we allow is the ones that we allow. It's our propaganda, it's the our propaganda, propaganda that we want to go out and that we want to hear heard and. I mean, how many how many journalists recently have we heard about? you know, getting disgraced when it comes out that they were working with various, you know, American like law enforcement agencies, intelligence agencies, government offices, everything else, and and being asked to put out stuff. I mean, working or or like look CNN at uh, when they're fucking closet pedos. Well, yeah, I mean, they, well, and look at um, look at uh, the the whole thing with COVID with the where it came out that the uh, CDC and stuff were paying celebrities and things to nope. talk about oh how great lockdowns are and how important masks are and oh isn't this vax so great you have the the leftist pile of shit uh, not only not that but like uh, um not just celebrities but like like people with like high followings on instagram and twitter and and tiktok and all this other stuff like like they were paying um uh, what do they call yeah. those uh, uh um, influencers 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 they were paying influencers to push government propaganda. Yeah, see, I'm hip. I'm with it. Daka, 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 daka. Hey. There is no Buzz Lightyear up your butt. Yeah. <laughs> but no, like they, yeah, but they were, I mean, they're doing that in the, that, that leftist shill piece of shit, uh, government mouthpiece, um, Stephen Colbert with his ultra mega cringe worthy song and dance number about how great the vaccine is. Google, where if you, if you ask Google to sing you a song and I shit you not try it, it still works. It's if horrifying. You, if you, yeah. If you do, if you have an Android phone and you do the okay, Google and you say, okay, Google sing me a song, it'll sing you a song about how great the vaccine is. And like all of this stuff, these are private companies that are then being employed and, and journalists and stuff. <laughs> and they're then being employed by the government. <laughs> To they, spew their they, propaganda, they tell you not, li not to listen. They tell you not to listen to Joe Rogan, but then they have Big Bird talking about the shot. They did. They had the the fucking Pentatonics did a song uh, in the White House about the about get your booster. Yep. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. the Jonas Brothers did a song about the vaccine. Like this is what they're doing. Like this is blatant propaganda. I tell you what, jo Joseph Goebbels is like all but masturbating in hell right now, knowing what the fuck is going on. And he's like, yes, yes, my children. This is what I was talking about right here. Yes. Um. Now, here's, here's the kicker. Here's the kicker. The executive order that banned... Um, what is it? Strategic, Strategic Culture Foundation, uh, Executive Order thirteen eight forty eight, 
was signed by Trump. Oh. Yep, September 12th, 2018. Gee. Hmm. Hmm. So. Freedom. Yeah, but hey, you guys, you keep uh, worshiping that right-left paradigm and pretending that there's any difference between the old boss and the new one. So uh, Next time, Trump's coming back, and it's going to be different this time. No, it's fucking not. The article also goes on to point out, since 2002, the United States have fallen from 17th place to 44th place on the Reporters Without Borders Global Press Freedom Index. Well, because we don't have journalists. We have journalists. Yes. I mean, you know, like I and I've put the meme up before on previous shows. I want you to do your part, cyberbully journalists, at every opportunity. Yes. So, uh, I just had to bring that up because I thought it was a cute little piece, and it leads us directly into oh, it's a segue. a recent article uh, on the annual Human Freedom Index. And it says global freedom freedom. is on the decline. Gosh, no. Say it ain't so, boss. Say it ain't so. Yes. uh, The vast majority of the world's population is less free today than it was a decade ago. And all residents of the world's 10 most populated countries have seen their freedom decline over the same period. What are the 10 most populated countries? We'll get into that. Uh, This is the most worrying takeaway from the annual Human Freedom Index, an annual report uh, produced by the Libertarian Cato Institute and Fraser Institute, a Canadian think tank. This year's index, released Thursday, uh, it's a couple Thursdays ago, ranks the United States as the world's 15th most free country out of 156 jurisdictions included in the analysis. I concur with that. I think 15th is being awful generous, but... Yes. Uh, the top five freest countries are Switzerland, which is not a surprise. Uh, New Zealand, which their COVID restrictions just eased up. And the minister said that you can have orgies up to 25 people. Well, that's good. I yes. mean, you know, it's good, to, it's good to know that I can do a haka and an orgy again. Yes. In New Zealand. <laughs> uh, Denmark, which is also not surprising. Uh, Estonia. I mean, that makes sense. It's a former Soviet satellite, like, which nobody hears anything ever about Estonia, right? Well, yeah, that's they're just quietly doing their thing, man. They like the greased up deaf guy, you know, and uh, and family guy. Like, I'm just over here doing my thing. Number five of the top five is Ireland. Yes. Uh, The bottom five: Egypt, Sudan, Yemen. Venezuela and Syria. Oh, oh Syria, really? So many surprises. So many surprises there. <laughs> Let's uh, see. <laughs> oh, oh, just off the top of my head, uh, the U.S. has sanctions on all five of those. You know the worst part um, about I think it, the though. The U.S. actually has military action in four of those. At least, you know, and I, thing... I, don't think, I don't think it has military action in, in Argentina. But they're under huge U.S. sanctions. Oh, Argentina has been under sanctions by yeah. NATO Venez- countries. Venezuela, for a long, long Venezuela. Time. Oh, Venezuela, sorry, Venezuela. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Venezuela. Venezuela also. Yeah, has uh, has not uh, <laughs> not been anybody's friend Egypt, for some time. Egypt, Sudan, Yemen, and Syria. There's a uh, 
Um, Yemen is Yemen is in the middle of a uh, huge famine, and uh, Syria is in the middle of. They're still having war. I say still, still civil still, war. Yeah, they're still um, they're still having they're still having you know, genocide. Well, you know the thing that breaks my heart the most about that is Syria and Egypt. The last time I was there, were great countries. They're fantastic. They were. They're beautiful countries. They're they were so beautiful, and they were you know, and fairly, especially Egypt, so egalitarian, and like it was just, it was really nice. And then Arab Spring happened. Yes, which and... were which was backed by. <laughs> I can't imagine who would back fundamentalist revolutions in a bunch of countries that America would ultimately go into, that just happened to also have oil <laughs> reserves and control of oil pipelines and. And a large Not, canal uh, funded by. Yes, we're funded by them. You know who I'm talking about. <laughs> Get money given to people that that same agency will tell you is your enemy right now. Yep. Oh, yeah. And it's not only that, but, you know, the thing is, like, with Vladimir Putin is evil. Okay. He's, he's, he's evil. He's a horrible person. He's, he's definitely a murderer. However, the one thing he definitely is not is a supporter of Islamic fundamentalism. No, no. <laughs> they put, they put like border checks and, and they sent, they told like, like uh, uh, radical Muslims in Chechnya and all that. And those other countries mm -hmm. to like to hit the bricks or die. Literally, yeah. literally hit the bricks or die. Well, yeah, he's he's basically looked at Chechnya because they've been at war in Chechnya 25 years, 28 years, something like that. 20, 20, I think since 93. Yeah. So like they've been at war in Chechnya for a long time and it is not a winning battle for Russia. And Vlad, uh, Vladdy boy is uh, kind of at the end of his rope with it. Yeah. So he's not a big fan of of Islamic fundamentalism. So he obviously was not going to be a fan of Arab Spring and all of that stuff. So gosh, who would who could possibly have been behind really behind all of that? I can't imagine. Yes. Yeah, and that's I mean and that's the tragedy. That's, you know, it's the same thing as uh you know, the same thing as Iran, right? Iran back in the 70s, the early 70s and stuff. It was so beautiful and egalitarian and wonderful. And it's such a nice place. Um, Lebanon, you know, has has been slide, backsliding. It used to be a really nice place to, to visit and vacations. I fucking love Lebanon. And now look at what's happening. And it's because of American meddling. It's because we can't yeah. keep our fucking hands to ourselves. We got to yeah. keep. Got to keep going in there. Got to keep fucking with things. Yeah, one of my now. One of my favorite people on the planet, Anna. Her mom is from Lebanon. Uh, her dad's from Mexico City. Her mom's from Lebanon. It's a weird combination, but uh, um, she has family in Lebanon, and she'll send me like links to articles and videos and whatnot. And it's just like there's people like literally like laying in the street, starving in Lebanon right now. Same in Afghanistan, but oh, see, all, I you know U.S. US and that's, that's what kills me. Like, that's what kills me is 20 less than 20 years ago. You could go to Lebanon and it was gorgeous and it was wonderful. And it was this great place to go. And you could go in some of the greatest restaurants and bars. They had a fantastic nightclub scene. Just saying like you had such a they, cool they, place to go. Did they wear 
buzz lighters under their uh under their gowns no no they there weren't gowns that's the thing is that you didn't have like burkas and stuff you didn't everybody was just like wearing western clothing and it was just it was a hell of a lot of fun uh but you know the thing is is you have the u.s constantly meddling yes they need to learn the no-no square song um <laughs> yeah the don't touch me my no-no square and that's the middle east is your no-no square everywhere outside of america <laughs> is america's no-no square you do not get to yes. touch anywhere outside of america <laughs> motherfuckers stop it yes number one uh, but number two it's also you know it's also the simultaneously with that is the loss of freedom in the united states and that's why they have to keep the war going because if everybody's all scared of them then they're going oh protect us big daddy government protect us well we have like 126 u.s military bases nationwide or uh worldwide mm -hmm. something like that no I mean, they, uh, Iran obviously wants war with the United States. Look how close they built their country to our military bases. I was going to say, I mean, I'm not sure how all my freedoms wound up in the Middle East, but <laughs> I'm glad that we have all those military bases right around yeah. Iran just in case that my yep. freedoms show up there. In a canvas hut. <laughs> in, the back, in the back of a car filled with seven kids. Yeah, at a wedding. Yeah. Uh, somewhere has to be, yeah somewhere has to be considered the freest place in the world but the global trends are moving in the wrong direction since the first report was published in 2008 the authors of this year's version note that about 83 percent of the world's population has seen freedom declined yeah even switzerland which is number one saw the destruction of their gun rights in the mm -hmm. past 24 months uh, the gap between the most and least free has also widened, with some 40% of the world's people now residing in countries that rank in the bottom 20% for overall freedom. It's, so. you know, I mean, this, <laughs> I hate to say that I told you so, but, but uh, we, we told did. you so. <laughs> we, talked about, we talked about it before, if it, weren't for the actions of the, if it weren't for the actions of the government, I would not be an anarchist. If the government could leave people the fuck alone, I wouldn't have anything to complain about. Yeah. So, um, quote, the decline in fundamental rights represents a disturbing trend that was occurring even before the world experienced the COVID-19 pandemic and its social and political effects. That's from uh, Ian Vasquez, vice president of international studies at Cato. Quote, the areas that saw the largest falls globally were freedom of expression, freedom of religion, freedom of association, assembly, and civil society. Oh, the freedom of assembly saw a lot of loss yeah. under the COVID lockdowns? What? Yes. Uh, freedom in the United States is also on the decline in both absolute and relative terms, according to the new report. In 2008, the U.S. ranked seventh in the world but has steadily slipped lower, though it still ranks ahead of the global average. So we're more free than the global average, but we're less free than we used to be. Significantly so. Yes. We dropped quite far from what, number seven to like 15? Um, yeah, that's like that. eight. Yeah, it's eight spots. It's fantastic. Yeah, so a 50% a drop. Lovely. They're so fantastic to us, you guys. But the decline in freedom in the United States uh, is nothing compared to what happened in Hungary, a country now routinely and wrongly held up by segments of the nationalist right as an example of the America should seek to emulate. 
Hungary re- ranks 59th in the world's index, down from a high of 29 in 2019. Uh, recent efforts by strongman dictator v- Viktor Orban to curtail freedom of expression and erode the rule of law are clearly reflected in the ratings, with Hungary now ranking considerably less free than its European neighbors. Well, you know, and that's another one that breaks my fucking heart because I loved Hungary too. Hungary's also great. The food is fabulous. The booze is fabulous. The nightclubs are cool as hell. Mm-hmm. So, uh, as Reason noted last month, the twin threats of political populism, which is reactionary, political populism is largely reactionary, especially here in the United States. Well, yeah, it's because you you need to. A, a lot of it really focuses on xenophobia. You know, you need to have those scary others and that scary other thing to point at and go, "See, this is what you need to be scared of." Yep, boogeyman, great man fallacy. Mm-hmm. As recently noted last month, the twin threats of political populism and COVID nineteen pandemic have triggered an erosion of democratic values across the globe. Uh, International Institute for Democracy and Electoral Assistance, a nonprofit based in Sweden, has been tracking democracies around the world since 1975. Uh, warns in a new report that the number of countries that are becoming, quote, more authoritarian by the group's calculus is three times the number of countries that are moving towards democracy. Uh, this year is the fifth consecutive year in which that trend has been moving in that direction. Although I wouldn't really equate democracy with freedom either. Right. Yeah, but, you know, I mean, and that's the thing is like, it's no surprise that populism equates with the increase in in authoritarianism, because inherently, who are the people most likely to just let take their freedoms? The people that people uh, that they're sharing for. Yeah, that they're that they're like, yeah, yeah. And when like when Hitler said, hey, the Jews are dangerous, we can blame them. Everyone went, yeah, I'm already probably anti-Semitic statistically in the 1920s in Germany. And that guy saying things that agree with my confirmation bias. Woo. And when he's like, we need to do something. They were like, woo. Yeah. Well, 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 Trump, Trump was a huge populist candidate. Oh, yeah. I was was getting there. Yeah. His his catch lines, you know, you know, build the wall. You know, yeah, and Mexico's gonna like, pay for it, and you can yeah. hear them chant that shit. And yeah, it's like, first like, of all, no, uh, <laughs> that's that's not how this works. <laughs> that isn't how the world works. Second of all, you know, it's that whole thing where if I can make everybody really scared of the same things, mm-hmm. then I have that ability to get them to cheer for their losses of freedom. You know, the line from um, the movie that shall not be named that where she says, so this is how democracy dies to thunderous applause. And, you know, and remember, what movie is is that? We're not going to say it. We're not saying it. It doesn't exist as far as I'm concerned. Not really. Select scenes may exist, but the movie itself, I don't, None of those three movies get to exist. All right. None of them. Fuck you, George Lucas. Fuck you. (laughs) But that that whole thing. And don't forget that Emperor Palpatine's sorry, Senator temporary Emperor Palpatine's powers were supposed to be temporary. Right. Like there's nothing more permanent than a temporary government measure. So, 
that's it was all supposed to be temporary right and everybody clapped and applauded and went hooray for our savior he was a populist person he was getting everybody to support him before he tried to make a move and those are always the most dangerous of dictators because even if they shouldn't have the support of the people they are the ones who have the support of the people <laughs> how i really feel is that i wish that lightsabers were real so that lucas could turn one on because if they were real they would actually set everything around them on fire because of the amount of energy emanating off of them and if that way if, if, if lightsabers were real people would have to go to the hospitals get them removed from their rectum from their rectum. <laughs> Too, like, i'm sure i'm sure somewhere out there what's the what's the, the the meme like uh the most dangerous weapon in the world the first thing he does is look down the barrel he's of it pointing at his face yeah so if he turned it on done and end of trilogy yeah the actually the the amount of energy that a lightsaber puts out would in fact be so much energy that it would simply yeah. instantaneously ignite everything around it as soon as you turned it on so you'd be like oh yeah you well, think mean, so general grievous on, <laughs> on the on the flip side you wouldn't die of the cancer from the uh from the radiation well that's true because it would boil you and burn you alive uh so, long before the cancer so, had a chance um, on the opposite side of this coin democratic governor declares covid 19 emergency over says it's quote their own damn fault if the unvaccinated get sick thank i agree thank which you. is literally all we wanted in the first place thank you yeah that's all we've been asking for this entire fucking time <laughs> thanks for noticing Liz says she wants a lightsaber and a literal platoon of penguins we can't always get what we want I have nothing to add to that or retract from it. <laughs> so penguins with lightsabers just seems like a terrible idea. Those poor sea lions so, and orcas. Big fan of we, orcas. Oh, but the picture in my head is wonderful. I imagine the bad batch with a bunch of fucking macaroni penguins. <laughs> I just, I just want to see penguins marching because they have no knees. They have knees. They just don't really they bend don't them. They have they knees. They do. Know. There's a joint there. There is a joint there. No. They have knees. No. Uh, Democratic governor. Okay. Uh, Colorado Governor Jared Polis, a Democrat, declared in a new interview that COVID-19 emergency is, quote, over and that he won't be implementing another statewide mask mandate in response to the spread of the Omicron variant, explaining that if people weren't vaccinated at this point, it's their, quote, own darn fault if they get sick. Uh -huh. Works for uh -huh. me. Yes. Okay. <laughs> like, like, and? <laughs> uh -huh. like, like, that's it, and? Yes. Okay. Uh, Very quote, good. Everybody had more than enough opportunity to get vaccinated, Polis told the Colorado Public Radio on Friday. Quote, hopefully it's been at your pharmacy, your grocery store, a bus near you, or at big events. At this point, if you haven't been vaccinated, it's really your own darn fault. 
Quote, those who get sick, it's almost entirely their own darn fault, he continued. I don't want to say that nobody will get the virus if they're vaccinated, but it's very rare. Uh, just to put it in perspective, about 1,400 people hospitalized, less than 20% are vaccinated. Um, Lies. Yeah. And many of them are older or have other conditions. Uh, 84 people in our hospitals are unvaccinated, and they absolutely have a chance to get vaccinated. Quote, at this point, I think it's almost like they made a deliberate decision not to get vaccinated, he added. Quote, I still almost. encourage everybody who hasn't been vaccinated to get protected. And all those who are, make sure to get it booster after six months. The data shows it's important, blah, 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 blah. Uh, <laughs> it's Polis almost said like they've intentionally just said yeah, okay, no. Hold on. Uh, <laughs> he said that most local jurisdictions instituting their own mandates according to individual needs, but he would stay out of it. The state would stay out of it. He also went on to say, quote, the emergency is over. You know, public health uh, officials don't get to tell people what to wear. That's just not their job. Public health officials would say to always wear a mask because it decreases the flu and decreases other airborne illnesses. But that's not something that you get to require. You don't get to tell people what to wear. You don't get to tell people to wear a jacket when they get cold in the winter or force them if they don't want to. If they get frostbite, it's their own damn fault. If you haven't yeah. been vaccinated, that's your choice. I respect that, but it's your fault if you're in the hospital with COVID. That's literally, that's literally all we ever wanted. Yeah. That's all we've been asking. That's also, also, I'd like to point out that out of all of the people I know that are vaccinated, which unfortunately is quite a few, uh, two of them have been hospitalized and almost all of them have gotten COVID again. My daughter has had COVID three times. You know, it's funny. I, uh, I got COVID and I uh, got pretty sick and got over it, moved on with my life. And... Uh, I've been around two people who are extremely sick with it. And guess what? <laughs> I was I was extremely exposed to both of those people. And uh guess what I didn't fucking get? Yep. Yeah, my daughter has my daughter's had it three times. Uh her stepdad works at the hospital and um uh he is the guy that draws the blood. I can't remember the, I can't remember what it's called. Mm-hmm. But Flip uh Phlebotomist. That sounds about right. Um, but uh, uh, he was around it, and he he brought it home, and she got sick with it three times, and she was like three days sick and lost her taste, and then that was it. Hmm. Oh, it oh. it kicks my butt every time. I've had it now at least twice, and mm-hmm. I we got it right after Thanksgiving, and I'm no. still just exhausted the funny thing is too is we got it we got it right like the week before or two weeks before thanksgiving last year and Mm -hmm. then it hit again the week after thanksgiving this year Mm -hmm. and both Lindsay and liz had it and liz is vaccinated and she had it and it kicked her ass it was bad like i almost considered bringing her to the hospital whether she liked it or not and i uh I got some sniffles that I'm pretty sure wasn't even related to the COVID. I, I'm pretty sure that was just because that happens to me every year when it gets cold. I just get sniffles. Mm-hmm. I get the the dust coming out of the heat vents and stuff. And that's that's basically what happened to me. Like I got a headache. I got kind of tired for a little bit, and then uh, and then I moved on with my day. And I was like, and oh, I well. and I definitely got it again because I'm having the olfactory hallucinations again. I still can't taste everything. I can't smell everything. 
Yeah, Aww. and Liz is saying she still doesn't have her taste and smell back. Poor thing. Well, she's interested in Andrew. She doesn't have a good taste anyway. I was gonna say she was. She's, <laughs> a, she's dating me. She's, she obviously. Well, she's dating us, and clearly she, that's yeah. not a thing. And and Andrew and penguins. I mean, her taste are already in question. So. <laughs> and she likes Pen mushrooms. Penguins are she, terrible. She loves, oh, that's even again. Mushrooms. Also, loves mushrooms, dude. <sighs> You have to see the pizzas that this that this no, psychopath. I, no, created, I don't. Okay, I don't. I don't want to eat anything. I don't want anything eat anything in the same family classification as put fungus. Agree. Yeah, it's she like coats coats it in these huge chunks of mushroom coats the top of the pizza and things, and it just. She's gonna kill. She's gonna kill us for making fun of her on the show. <laughs> yeah, might as well just look uh, slugs or something. Yeah, it's oh god, it's just it's like concentrated I mean, snot, okay. man. So like that's that's <laughs> that was like that's what she was upset about what I said. Like of all those yeah, things I penguins. said, she's she's upset I made fun of penguins. Yep. Yep. Um, but I mean, in all fairness, and I have to side with her a little about the mushrooms like there's certain things i'll eat mushrooms on but very very few very few yeah i'll eat morels no i like black not. truffles no no like black truffles and white the truffles psych the psychedelic mushrooms okay but like <laughs> on pizza no she said her mushrooms I... need more mushrooms Oh, she's yeah, and that's pretty much her attitude. It's super bizarre. I, she I, don't could, like I, bet she, I bet she cuts her cuts her mushrooms with her lightsaber. Probably, um, but her and my mom will get along beautifully. So, hey man, if you had a little lightsaber butter knife, you could cut bread and toast it simultaneously. Yeah. Oh, that's genius. See, that's that's another one of those things. I'm going to shake my fist at the government for restricting the free market research on such things. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't it be if, amazing? If, if we had a, a lightsaber butter knife that could toast butter as we you cut know, the bread or transporter, like our, our, our friend Crystal made this fantastic, beautiful looking uh, pot of beans tonight. And she's, she sends me pictures of her food every fucking time. It's fantastic. But like, she's like, fantastic oh, I wish I, I or torture. Both. <laughs> both. But it's like, I'm like, I'm like, God, I want to try that. And she's like, if I had a transporter. Um, yeah, well, you know what? You, if she makes enough, government. Fuck she government. makes enough R, and it takes off enough. Yes, pirate chain. Right. Enough, enough pirate chain. She can, she can pull in enough money that we can build a transporter, and but, you know, uh, they did inadvertently create a warp bubble the other day. So yes. there's that. So, but uh, let's see. Uh, uh, he says at this point, it's almost as if they made a deliberate decision not to get vaccinated. I still encourage everybody. But he says, uh. Uh, but basically, what he says is, it's it's your choice. You do it, like you do you, boo. Like we're not we're not going to force it, which is literally all we wanted from the beginning, mm -hmm. right? Even even yeah. like like at at every level, even local municipalities, like like my county has a vax passport, but the the, the state doesn't, right? So it, like even that's that's too much for the county to have that sort of authority the city to have that so much authority but literally that, that's all we wanted from the beginning just the freedom of choice 
Yeah, it's, it's all we ever wanted. Well, and what, what have we been saying since day one, right? We've been saying like, look, if I get sick and, and I'm wrong and whatever else, then fine. That's on me. Just let me mm-hmm. have that ability to make that decision. And that's all we've been saying this whole time. And they've been going, no, you're selfish for wanting to make your own healthcare decisions. <laughs> and then now, now we have even Democrats going, well, I mean, if you get sick at this point, I guess that's just on you. And yep. it's like. Like we just, yeah. we just we just voted three to one that Liz can no longer eat mushrooms, right? Democracy. Done. Yes. Democracy. Oh, she'll Where be Liz... so sad though. She'll be so sad. Yeah, but that's but that's democracy. What is it? What is it that uh that um Je- uh, not Jefferson um Franklin said about democracy? Democracy is two wolves and a lamb voting on what to have for dinner. And um the right to bear arms mm. is a well armed lamb contesting the vote. Yes. Something yeah, to that but... I, I don't think he actually said that, but it's something to that effect. Well, it's it's close enough. It's it's, it's misattributed, but yeah, that's that's what it is. It's it's the freedom of choice. That's all we've ever wanted. That's yeah, all we've ever. You... That's all. That's all. Like any of us have ever really wanted is the freedom yeah. of choice. If like, you if you want if you want to pay decision. taxes, if you want to pay taxes, if you want to send your kid to public school, if you want to wear you know seven masks, get thirteen boosters, and get a free hot dog, fantastic. That is your freedom of choice. Yeah, right? do just, that. Just don't force it on others. Yeah, just don't make me. I don't give a shit what you want to do with your body. It is not my responsibility what you do with your body, nor is it your responsibility what I, I do with mine. I don't care where you put the buzz light at all. But yeah. don't make me pay for to get it removed from your orifices. Yeah, I mean, you talk to you, the funny thing is, is like if you watch British uh, reality shows, right? It's, no, I will. You um, will have to you. That is my hell. No, no, no. I mean, like there are a few. Really I'm cool talking ones, about. Though. I'm talking about uh, like uh, Richard no, Hammond's. No, no, it's it's the accent or it's the accent. It, it, the, the the content is terrible. The accent drives me absolutely fucking bonkers. The content isn't terrible. It's why it's, it's why, I, it's why I can't. It's like it's why I can't watch like Eddie Hall videos. Like I love Strongman. I love that sort of stuff. I can't watch Eddie Hall because of that fucking accent. I mean, it irritates me. Don't get me wrong, because it's the sound of the enemy. But there's there's a there's a girl on TikTok that I follow who's Irish and she has a, a, a strong Irish accent and and that's what angels sound like. Which which right. Irish accent is what angels sound like because we have more of them than the UN building. That's what she's square says. mile. Yes. Yeah. It's but um <laughs> I would like to be inside that UN building, but that's a discussion <laughs> for another time. Uh but the English <laughs> accent that we're talking about is just terrible there's i mean it depends on the eh, i mean the the posh accents irritate the hell out of me um the the british have a lot of accents too but no the like if you watch though if you watch like richard hammond's garage or you watch um there's a few other uh british accents shows they they come they constantly are complaining about all of the all of the the council planning and the like if you watch clarkson's farm right which is jeremy clarkson the guy who used to do british top gear he does grand tour now for amazon um because he punched a producer and called him an irish fuck uh <laughs> which still makes me giggle as an irishman that makes me giggle he took his um, lighter doll and went home yeah he, uh, <laughs> and the other clarkson, two walked out with him yeah and the other two quit with him um but the they're fantastic grand tour is amazing but if you watch uh, Clarkson's farm. He constantly is complaining about that. About well, I would love to do X 
with my farm because it would be a big money-making opportunity and blah, blah, blah. But I can't because the town council won't let me. And yep. it's just this endless thing in Britain where they're constantly having to deal with, but health and safety regulations, but the town well, council, like, but these taxes, for, but these fees and permits. And, for an example, like he wanted, or he had opened up his shop and he was allowed to sell local only stuff. So they had a 10 mile radius of where that local was considered. And he had something in from like 12 miles away and they tried to shut him down because of it. Yeah. Cause it's not considered local cause it's 12 miles. And we say local. <laughs> they, or, or they've tried to shut down his store multiple times because his store is so popular that it, it the traffic starts to choke up the road. Yeah. Well, He's bringing all that, all that, all those people into the this local area. Open up and pizzeria next money. door. And, like, yeah, what? And he tried. On that, but... He tried to build a parking lot for everybody so that he didn't have this giant line of cars. He tried to build a big parking lot, and they said no. You can only have a parking lot that can accommodate X amount of cars because we say so. Yeah. Yep. They've been trying to shut him down from the beginning. Well, yeah, that's that's no yeah. different than than here in Colorado. There's there's a lot of stories coming out of Colorado about property rights and all that stuff. Freedom of choice. That's 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 the point that I was, I was getting to before yeah. that long rant about accents. Yeah. But <laughs> let me just let me make the decisions on my own, and if that decision turns out to be a terrible decision, yes. I let me just suffer the consequences on my fucking own. Yes, well, I find like, it let... funny that like with vaccine vaccines, like the mumps and like. Uh, pertussis and things like that are all supposedly also voluntary like they're all recommended and they are legitimate vaccines but we're not making everybody like wear masks and you know forcing them to do anything when they decide they don't want to vaccinate their children see and that, that that's the thing like i'm not against vaccines i'm not against no vaccines. i'm not either i don't i don't i don't care if you get vaccines like Show me the long-term studies of the the the, the COVID nineteen exactly. vaccine. Yeah, right. in ten years, when they've had yeah. enough time to actually look into well, this but, vaccine, but they're not fair enough. I'll take in. the vaccine. But they're, oh, they're not, not going to release it in ten years. It's fifty-five. Uh, seventy-six. Or sorry, seventy-six years is what they want yes, to release want the data. There, oh, so, but I mean, that's the know. thing is, I keep saying that to people who are super pro-vaccine. Like, look, if you can provide me with science that shows me you know, legitimate long-term studies on the effects of the vaccine and, you know, and the negative side effects and everything else. If you can show me that, yep. then, and I see it, and it seems like the risk is worth the reward, then at that point, I have no problem getting it. Mm -hmm. But you can't show that to me. Instead, you just keep screaming, just get injected with the mystery liquid, you bigot. <laughs> and that's what you keep fucking doing. And no... <laughs> fuck you and also why do you want me to get this so badly well and didn't uh we just read an article um the other day honey that said something about how one of like the cdc got really angry at one of the vaccine uh companies because they had misled them yeah pfizer the pfizer, cdc yeah. on their on their annual call or whatever they they had mentioned that Pfizer had deliberately misled them about the instances of cardiac issues with their vaccine. And it's actually significantly higher than Pfizer had reported when they granted it the emergency approval. So again, it's not FDA approved. It's emergency approval. Yeah. Yeah. 
and uh, yeah but they yeah and that's the thing is like the 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 cdc was going uh they misled us and so when we reported to the fda and stuff they we were giving them false information because pfizer was misleading us and they're like this isn't okay and i'm like what were we saying what have we been saying about the cardiac issues and the reported cardiac issues all along here with the vaccines and oh lo and behold yeah there's that's that's just the reality of it you know it's like um with alcohol like alcohol kills people right but mm-hmm. we don't force people to drink alcohol right we don't force people to eat mcdonald's we don't force people to smoke tobacco we don't force people to suck on the tailgate of diesel pickups yeah i mean i always thought i was supposed to well, was i not were you not supposed to have people roll coal directly into your face Oh man, this explains so much. And no, no kink shaming. <laughs> I mean, if that's if that's your the way you <laughs> if get that's off, your that's thing, fine. man. I mean, you know, if you're I mean, in the we, soot we, we and can, carbon we monoxide, shove, we can shove a Buzz Lightyear in there, and they can rev it up and shoot the Buzz Lightyear out, and you know, that's that's all that's I've ever thing. wanted. That's all I've ever wanted. <laughs> hey, if you want to do that, though, like roll, that's your roll, that is your choice. Roll, no one should stop you. A coal, a road rolled coal projected Buzz Lightyear insertion. Yes. Yes, please. Yes. Okay. Somewhere there is People, a Pornhub category for that. <laughs> there's, I, I, no, I will say no because there's still no 9/11 themed porn. You know, I, I'm just, I'm just saying, twin tower, <sighs> twin towers. It's all I'm saying. It, it is definitely. You need to just find a pair of twins who are like six foot four, six foot five, and a dude who's like five four, and then you can do a twin towers thing. And then they can just be standing there, and then Tower Seven can go down for no reason. Yeah, see, you know what? I will just stick get, with my lemon stealing horns. You, you give you give an advantage. You know, at that point, you give uh, an opportunity for the fluffer to appear too, because then Tower Seven goes down. <laughs> <sighs> then there's a guy in a big mustache in the corner, just grinning ear to ear and jerking off. <laughs> <laughs> then, he, then another one dies of a tumor. Um, but speaking <laughs> of people that. Shouldn't have Buzz Lightyear's inserted into them. Uh, Providence allows grocers to ban unvaccinated food shoppers. You know how well that's worked in countries that that's happened? Have you been paying attention to the videos coming out of how well that's working out? It, it is not well. Not it is it is not well. working well. So this is uh this is French Canada. This is on the east coast, connected to Maine. fucking pea soup eaters. Yeah. Uh, grocery hey. stores in Canada's New Brunswick Providence are now allowed to lay down the law with shoppers who aren't vaccinated against COVID-19. No jab, no food. The provision, which was contained in the, quote, winter action plan announced by the New Brunswick Health Minister Dorothy Shepard on Friday, gives grocery stores, malls and salons the option of either enforcing physical distancing rules or requiring proof of vaccination to enter the establishment. Quote, with winter comes colder weather, shorter days, more time spent inside and increased opportunity for COVID-19 to spread. Oh, for it is, it is important to have a plan in place to ensure our healthcare system is not overwhelmed, but also considers mental, physical, and financial health of New Brunswickers. I mean, he's not wrong at one thing. The less daylight, the more likely it's to spread because COVID likes nobody going out in the daylight. He likes nobody going out and like outside. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is this is this is coastal Canada, you know, just above this is this is like on the northeast corner of Maine. 
Nobody's going outside in winter anyway. Well, I mean, some people are, well, but not a lot because yeah. holy shit. And, and if, you know, and the thing is, right, is what is a lockdown, right, that they, that they did for COVID? They kept everybody in their houses, kept them apart, you know, and they didn't want people going out. You know what happens? I live in a place, right, where it gets really fucking cold in the winter and it gets really nasty. Guess what doesn't happen when it's really, really cold and snowy and nasty out in the winter? People don't go out. They don't leave their houses. They don't interact with each other much. They do exactly what your whole lockdown thing was. So what you're essentially saying is that you're scared <laughs> that COVID's going to get worse because of a lockdown. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, also... Yeah. Also, they're not uh, paying any attention to the fact that suicide rates go through the roof. Domestic violence rates go through the roof. Yeah. I mean, how Same many way. other mental illness or like overdoses? Yeah. Yeah. Like, seriously, mm -hmm. isn't that a bigger public threat than maybe getting a cough? Yeah. Or, or the flu. <laughs> people die of the flu every year, right? So more people... You know, when they started the lockdowns, more people uh, had died of the flu uh -huh. annually every single year that we have recorded numbers for than had died of COVID. And at this yes. point, it's it's still real close. How many well, people also, annually on average die of the flu and have died of COVID? Also, remember the first when we first locked down, they were like. Uh, medical professionals were mind blown about how all of these people weren't dying from cardiac arrest or, okay, you know, um, flu anymore. Okay. And according to Google, uh, this is um, updated yesterday. There were 50.8 million cases of COVID in the United States. That is about one seventh of the population, one sixth and a half, one seventh, uh, 805,000 deaths. I mean, that's more than the flu kills annually, but yes. at that's the same assuming time, they're still reporting yeah, that's correctly. Assuming, well, that, yeah, that's assuming correct reporting, which is unlikely because what happens if I have COVID, which it actually isn't doing anything, but then I also have the flu or what happens if I'm, I don't know. I happen to, yeah, as Liz just mentioned in the chat, what happens if I'm in Florida and I happen to have COVID, but I'm riding my motorcycle and then get hit by a car and die from that and get reported as a COVID death. Like I would yeah. say that you're probably okay. looking at one third of this number. Uh, actually. And that was, that was okay. my point was because all of a sudden, all of these deaths due to cardiac arrest or the flu were suddenly being reported as COVID deaths instead of what the actual okay. eight, death was eight, about. Uh, 805,000 deaths out of 50.8 million COVID cases comes out to about 1.5%. Yeah. So you still have a 98.5% chance. 90, okay, we'll, call it, we'll call it 98.42. And that's across all demographics. That's everybody who got COVID, regardless of yes. rich, poor, fat, skinny, pre-existing conditions, no pre-existing conditions, you know, no core no comorbidities and comorbidities across all of it. You are still way, way more likely to be killed driving your car that day than getting COVID. Mm -hmm. So, 
It's like I saw a. Uh, so, uh, speaking okay. of statistical risk, I saw a, a tweet where somebody was complaining about how insuring an airplane is cheaper than insuring a car, and I'm like, what's statistic statistical probability in action? Your your car is far more likely to crash than your airplane is. Plain and simple. So, like again, that's that's why there's more planes in the water than there are submarines in the sky. There, I mean, that is true. That is a true statement. <laughs> so uh, for shits and giggles, I just looked up the population. Uh, New Brunswick has about 747,000 people. Uh, they have had 133 COVID-related deaths since the pandemic started. So three quarters of a million people. 133 deaths. And, 130 deaths. Yes. and they're like, oh, 80, we need to start. About 80% of the population is vaccinated. And I will, you know, and the thing, yeah. So, you know, and the thing is, on the one hand, I will say, you know what? I fully support a business denying service to anybody for any reason that it wants. If it wants to deny you for not having a special piece of paper, it has every right to do that. If it wants to deny you because you have gray hair, it has a right to do that. If it wants to deny you because you're black or because you're white or because you're a Jew or because you're a Muslim or because your you have blue eyes or brown eyes whatever i don't care if it wants to deny you for that it has every right to do that it's a private business and right freedom of association is an essential human right you have a right to only do business with who you want to do business with however that being said remember that this is government now that normally controls that saying hey you should do this mm -hmm. And it's not about freedom. It is about trying to manipulate people again into getting an inject an experimental injection because, because the government wants you to. Because you don't want you don't want you don't want people to be allowed to have the freedom of choice. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's and I think even if even if right, even if the vaccine is completely safe, what concerns me here and what should concern everybody about it is that it's very clearly not about uh whether or not it protects you or whether or not it has any health issues or whether or not it maybe makes well, you if, sterile if, or if, if it was else. if it was truly about protecting people and about health and, and all this other stuff then there'd be like mandatory exercises like mcdonald's would be boarded up you know and instead of yeah. you know the, the the family uh the family run you know health center the gyms the gyms would be open instead of mcdonald's you know mcdonald's would be closed Right. But that's that's not what this is about. It's never been about that. Like like California, California, for instance, has uh, a, a Democratic supermajority in, in the Senate. Right. They can override the governor on literally anything if they want to. Democratic controlled House, Democratic controlled Senate, Democratic governor. If they wanted to pass universal universal health care in California, they could pass it tomorrow. If they wanted to pass UBI in California, they could pass it tomorrow. But, they're, but they, they don't. They don't even vote on that. Because it, it's never been about the the agenda. It's never been about health. It's never been about taking care of people. It's about achieving power and money. Yep. Yeah, and that's where I was going. Is like it's not about any of the any of the any altruism or even necessarily anything more sinister. I mean, it might be still more sinister, but not about anything more sinister than demonstration of compliance. Mm -hmm. It's the equivalent of if they told everybody you are required to wear pink on Tuesdays and 
you chose not to wear pink. That's not for anything, anything more sinister than you demonstrating conformity. And you can tell that because they're simultaneously also encouraging people to publicly shame people who are not compliant. That's actually, I laughed years ago. There was a TV show that uh, came out of North Korea. I realize that's a weird way to start a story. Oh, the ones that, that that were making fun of the people that were different. The making fun of people who didn't have the proper haircut, this like yes, this the required the, yeah. haircut. Was it like, and, like five, five sanctioned haircuts for men, or like three yeah. sanctioned haircuts for women? Yeah, and it's and it was making yeah. fun of people and like publicly he also, shaming he also, them. He, he did ban skinny jeans for men, which I I appreciate that, but the, the haircut I mean, thing was terrible. Forcing people not to wear them, I don't agree with, but I get it. Right. Um, <laughs> I understand. But the Andrew likes skinny jeans. Oh, I don't like skinny jeans. Don't give me that liar. Guy. I don't like skinny. You I have a couple pairs. Jeans. I'm way too fat. For yes, skinny. you do. <laughs> he only likes skinny jeans on his Buzz Lightyear doll. Because <laughs> it slides. See, what I slides have. Easier. What I have. <laughs> is non-boot cut jeans that are being interpreted incorrectly as skinny jeans. Anyway, the point is that 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 was the thing that everybody made fun of from North Korea, right? Everybody made fun of that. Like, look at this, how ridiculous this is that they're like publicly shaming people for not having the correct haircut. That that's what they're doing. And everyone laughed at that. Like, see, this is an example of how totalitarian and how ridiculous this regime is. And like they're they're publicly shaming people for just not having the government ordered haircut. That's what's going on with the vaccine and the masks and all of this shit. Right. This is exactly the same thing. The government ordered something for the sake of compliance and conformity and are now demanding that everyone else shame them and encouraging everyone else to shame them. (laughs) <laughs> not a fucking leprechaun all right oh you're still our favorite one but whether i'm your favorite leprechaun or not i don't care i'm not a leprechaun i'm 510 i'm not a leprechaun and he definitely doesn't have a pot of gold i don't well, and i wish that I yeah that's true i might be well, I, I might Lindsay, be Lindsay, is, Lindsay is gold but i mean she's not a pot of gold so I, I try to be gold. Sometimes I, I fail and I, I am just iron. Gold. <laughs> <laughs> but Andrew's, no, Andrew's must let your dollars gold. <laughs> but no, so like, but I mean, that's, that's what this is, right? This is a, a, the exact same kind of thing as the haircut thing. This is, we're going to demand conformity from everybody. And if you don't conform, we're going to actively encourage everybody, the public to shame people who aren't willing to conform, who aren't willing to just bow and kowtow to the powers that be every time the powers that be demand that they do something on a whim. And it's about shaming them so that in that way, they're able to then get this conformity out of them and get them to start obeying other orders, which are going to come down the line for sure later. As soon as you get everybody used to this, where, Now, in a post-COVID world, we're all used to people equating conformity and obedience with virtue and morality. 
And now that they've established that, they've set up groundwork for far, far, far more sinister things that well, will the, be coming down the pipeline. Yeah, the uh, the it's compliance training. Lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of compliance training. You know, every, like like the kids, little kids, where I'm at, like uh, we talked about it before about like like fifteen month old kids, eighteen month old kids that have never seen a world without masks, right? We've seen the videos of, of parents taking off their mask and kids freaking out. Yeah. Cause they've right? literally never seen their parents. There's that video the other day of that, uh, that mother with a newborn where they like had plastic, like actual plastic like a fucking face shield. Yeah. In f between the mother and the baby, uh, like they there's... couldn't, the baby couldn't even do skin to skin contact. It was plastic. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. It's it's terrible. Like uh, uh, Dave Smith. Dave Smith tells us he had a, uh, him and his wife had a baby a few months ago, um, and they had when they went into the hospital. Like she's an obvious labor. They made them do COVID tests and all this other stuff. Came back negative and all that. But, um, like Dave asked, you know, like, hey, what would happen if she was positive? And they're like, oh, well, we would have to take her down to a room and isolate her. And then as soon as the baby is born, we would put the we would take the baby away until she had two negative tests and was cleared for 10 days. Right. So she, if she had what about the natural bonding that needs to happen in order for her milk to come in or, they you know, the actual mask, they made her wear a mask while she was pushing. As she needs oh enormous my. amounts of oxygen because the muscles are working yes. so hard and yes. her heart they, rate is they, up. It's all about compliance. It's all about compliance. And this yeah. is another reason why if I ever get pregnant, I'm doing an at-home birth. There's no question. Mm -mm. Well, and then, you know, and the, the you know, and it, what that is, too, is by breaking that bond, it's much easier to convince the child, the state is your parent. The state loves you more than your parents. Adhere to the state. Worship the state. We're here for you. Don't fret, the, precious. I'm here. The state never oh. changed a single one of my kids' diapers. The state was never there when they woke up in the middle of the night with, with nightmares. The state never swept the floor after feeding them. The state can fuck off. Yeah, I'm not a violent person, and you guys know that, but <laughs> my goodness. But my goodness, does that particular issue make me want to stab people? Well, yeah. <laughs> no, you don't, Liz. You're a brat. That's not the way it works. They're both brats. Yes, we know. I'm also but, kind of a switch, so keep yourself in line. Hmm. I am too, and I'm still a brat, so don't don't tell me. Andrew's getting the Buzz Lightyear treatment tonight. <laughs> but uh, uh, survey finds 75% of employers won't have a vaccine ban if the U.S. mandate is struck down. So this is uh, more than two thirds of U.S. employers recently surveyed had no plans to make vaccines a condition of work if courts ultimately strike down the Biden administration mandate for large employers. But they're a private company. Oh. Yes. Hmm. Uh, according to the survey of a thousand randomly selected members of the Society for Human Resources Management, seventy-five percent of those are—they're not likely to implement either the mandate's central directives, that is full vaccination or weekly testing, should a permanent court ruling make the measure illegal, which ultimately it will. Uh, quote, the majority of employers and HR professionals that we chatted with are really in wait-and-see mode, so they don't even know what to expect. 
Uh, 51% of employers with 100 or more employees who responded to the survey indicated that they will hold off on vaccination policy decisions until the legal challenges are settled. Yeah, you know, my my employer said, well, we know that uh, the courts struck it down and stuff, uh, Biden's mandate, but, um, you know, we'd still like you to fill out this voluntary vaccine status survey. And I'm like, mm, no, I don't think I no. will. No, <laughs> I think you can go fuck yourself. It's none of your fucking business. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the way it should be. That's the way it should be. You know, the um, <sighs> compliance is, is what keeps us going. Right. So say, saying no, saying no is it's uh, like they act like it's it's a radical thing. No, it's it's not a radical thing. It's the no, it norm. Isn't. It should be the fucking norm. Compliance is literally giving up your you personal know, and, choice. And nowhere is that more demonstrated, in my opinion, than uh, in like a lot of the ACAB crowd that I've encountered. Right. And this is anecdotal, but a lot of the ones that I've encountered when I mentioned like that, I never consent to searches. If a cop ever asked me, I was like, no, I don't consent to searches. You're not allowed to search my vehicle. If they're like, well, I'll bring the drug dog. I go, well, the Supreme Court said that you can't detain me. Mm-hmm. until you get a drug dog because that's holding me until you can find probable cause. Therefore you're not legally allowed to detain me. I would like to continue on my way. Am I being detained or am I free to go? As soon as I bring up that I do these things, they like act shocked and they're the ACAB <coughs> crowd, right? They're the BLM supporters. They're the, the mm-hmm. ones who marched in the protest and they're shocked that I wouldn't comply and would go out of my way to make, cops jobs harder yeah like are we really <laughs> like are we really at that point where it's, it's no it's it's like um uh racism right like like the like the default is not racist like that's literally the default right but it's it's become such a a a, a topic such a divisive topic that being actively anti-racist is considered like radical it's considered awesome it's considered like like the 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 way things are changed it's not a courageous position to be anti-racist like you're you're not just being a good human being you're you're born anti-racist you're not born racist at all right the problem is is that now all of these yeah so how does it become courageous to hold a position that you normally would hold yeah, but the problem is, is that all of these anti-racist or pro-women or uh, all of these things have actually come full circle and become the very thing that they say that they want to be against. I'm a feminist, but I am not a third-wave feminist. I am all about everybody having equal rights. It doesn't matter what's between your legs. I'm yep. sorry. Somebody's, but, view on, somebody's view on uh, feminism is the reason I pulled away from them recently and... That hurt. That hurt. I realized that they were never going to change, and that hurt. But um, yeah, it's it's not it's not a radical position to say no. Yeah. Well, right? the that's, that's, thing that that's... made me like in particular uh, shy away from saying that I'm a feminist is when I realized that I was ashamed. I was truly ashamed when somebody asked me what my life goals were, and they were honestly that I would love to be a homemaker and a stay-at-home mom. That's what I want. And oh that God, is something so I'm ashamed for. You're so oppressing. 
Oh, Crystal and I had that same same kind of conversation. It's well, yeah, it's, and it's stupid. it's ridiculous. It's I mean, but that is yeah, you're right though. That, that is the thing that's where they you know and remember, don't forget, it was Joe Jorgensen with her. It is not enough <laughs> to be not racist. We must be actively oh. anti-racist. That was a libertarian party thing, and like I will shit on libertarians the same as I will shit on Republicans and Democrats. Y'all can suck my nuts. I don't care what your opinion of me is. <laughs> I know that's shocking. I don't care. The reality is that shit right there is the reason that you can't take libertarians seriously is comments like that. That shit oh, right there Norman. is the reason why it's a broad brush, but yeah. Yeah. But I mean, that's, that's why you can't take the, those are the kinds of people they keep fielding, right? The, the, that shit. <laughs> For now, and, for now, we can have that conversation afterwards. But that, that's well, for yeah, now. it's that that might change. But yeah. it's but that sort of thing. The the uh, sad reality and, is Angela. that sort of thing isn't isn't unique to no. libertarianism. No. We see that all over the place, and increasingly no. in culture every day, where we see where somehow you're brave for being like, hey, uh, just because somebody's you know maybe trans, maybe don't beat them up. And like somehow that's this is like amazing revolutionary <laughs> thing, and that's just being a human being that's a decent human being. Like how fucked how fucked up was it? Where like being a decent human being is considered radical? Yeah, what is that? What? When did we reach that point what? of inversion? Like I like, don't know when we reached that all, point of inversion. It's all it's it all comes again. It all folds back to personal choice, right? You do you, leave others alone. If you want to shove a Buzz Lightyear up your up your ruhu, go ahead. Don't make others pay for its removal. If you want to get a vax, if you want to wear a mask, if you want to have a vaccine passport on your business, that's fine. Just don't force it on other people. Yeah, don't right? demand don't... that other people uh, pay for it. Don't demand that other people decide yeah. have to accept it either. Like that's that's another like that's that that weird. That's, again, again, yeah, like the. There's the, the 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 libertarian push, the 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 leftist, the wokest libertarian push about uh, normalized sex work. Well, no, I don't want my daughter to grow up and be a sex worker. I don't want that to be normal. Like, if you are a sex worker, fine, that's fine. Go ahead, I don't care. Congratulations, mm -hmm. you do booze, you do you as long as you're happy. Right? Yeah. That shouldn't. That's that's it's that shouldn't be normalized. Yeah, I there are things that I don't think should be normalized, and I. I have many friends that I value a very great deal who are trans, right? I have multiple friends. We all do. We have friends yes, who are trans, yes, yes. loved ones. I have an ex-wife. Yeah, that <laughs> that we we value very, very much, and we respect them. And you know, and if it's somebody that I respect, I'll use their preferred pronouns because mm -hmm. I respect them, right? They're my friend. They're my loved one. I care about them. I will deal with that. Okay, fine. But the moment that you start demanding that well the moment like, you get government you get angry. starts you get angry yeah, that you I get angry that I yeah the moment that you get angry and the moment that you start demanding that government forces me to endorse your life choices yeah that's where you've crossed the line this forcing people to endorse mm -hmm. these things forcing people to encourage them and the moment that you start trying to get people shamed for disagreeing with you shamed fired uh kicked out of their homes uh disbarred you know losing their kicked out of school like 
it, it's and yeah. it's not even you know it's one thing like if somebody's actively like harassing you or somebody's being a piece of shit in general punch them in the fucking dick yeah and fucking punch stop. them yeah like i don't have a problem with that i don't have a problem with you being like hey fuck you and then putting them on blast fine whatever yes but if you're actively attempting to coerce them into accepting your life choices you've crossed a fucking line and that's what we've been seeing increasingly and what we're seeing with the vaccine mandates and everything where it's being encouraged to coerce people into complying and into obeying all this shit and it's ridiculous like if i agree with you fine but if i don't that's me disagreeing with you mm -hmm. Well, I mean, there's a, a particular big box craft store that I refuse to do any business with anymore after last year's bull. I have medical conditions where I can't wear a mask because mm -hmm. it makes me hyperventilate and pass out. So unless you want a, an ambulance at your store, it's not going to happen. And, and a lawsuit. And a lawsuit. And a lawsuit. Mm -hmm. um, and when I was in this particular... Although Although, if you had a lawsuit and you want a million dollars and you wanted to have a sugar baby, how you doing, boo? Right, right. Well, ironically, <laughs> well, at that point, we're, uh, we're we're building uh we're building a nice uh, anarcho retreat in the Redoubt at that point. Oh, yes. Yeah. <sighs> ironically, it was during buying your Christmas present last year, Jason, oh. uh, that this happened, and I had a lady, uh, an employee, come up, and I had been in the store for probably about an hour. Uh, kind of wandering around trying to figure out what to do for people for Christmas. And I had this employee come up and be like, um, people are complaining that you're not wearing a mask. And I'm like, I have a medical exemption. I cannot wear a mask. Well, mm -hmm. people are really upset. So shit. Well, I'm, and I'm like, well, I guess it's a good thing that I'm almost done then, huh? And I walked <laughs> away. I was so proud of myself because I, I normally will do one I'm of two things. Either I, I will cower, I will yep. cower and just comply, or I fly off the handle and I'm likely to get arrested. So yeah, it's one of the I two. Am, I am walking to that register, coughing into my hand <coughs> and just wiping it on things. <coughs> because, you know, oh, and it's during all that too, you know, like I, with the lockdowns and stuff, like I went to the local grocery store and it's just a few blocks up from us. And, uh, I remember this lady like staring at me and like, she looked like she wanted to say something. And I remember <laughs> just like she did. She looked like she really wanted to say that she was like glaring at me and she was definitely Karen haircut, by the way, Karen haircut mm -hmm. wanted to say something. I'm obviously I'm covered in tattoos. I got a beard. I, I know how to carry myself. I look like somebody that maybe, maybe you probably shouldn't fuck with. And she, <laughs> <laughs> and whether I was armed or not is irrelevant. But the point is that she she was glaring at me and I finally looked at her and went, what? What? You want to say something? What What do you want to say right now? What are you going to have a conversation? No? No? And she just turned. She walked away. I was like, yeah. Yeah. You keep walking. You keep See, walking. We, we, we talked about this before. Like, like I, I'm, I'm under a mask mandate here in, in Contra Costa County. I'm also under a vax passport. Vax passport mandate here in Contra Costa County. And going into a store without a mask is literally an arrestable offense. But I can wear this mask, right? Oh, you guys Jesus. Can, you guys can <laughs> clearly see me through this mask. It is that fucking thin. You can see me through it. That's fine. That is completely fine. 
but not wearing a mask is an arrestable offense. Yeah, it's fucking it's it's, it's that it's that much theater. So it's yeah, and it's all security theater and it's all a bunch of bullshit. And it's the same thing with the uh um <laughs> but yes. yeah, suing people so we can buy shit in the redoubt. But it's the same thing though that, that we're seeing with all this other stuff where we're seeing just so much forced conformity, and it's not about your safety, it's not about protecting you it's not about you know but think of the children well and they proved that there's bacteria in those masks that are likely to cause a plague well not only that but like if it was if it was really about protecting people right they wouldn't make anything small enough to go in your rectum right (laughs) cars cars would be designed to not go over 35 miles an hour right planes wouldn't be a thing boats wouldn't be a thing Right again, McDonald's, McDonald's, and fast food stores would be closed. Oh, McDonald's there'd definitely be, wouldn't exist. There'd be ma- mandatory calisthenics. Gyms would be on every corner like a liquor store. Twinkies right? would certainly not exist. I'm not opposed to that yeah. one. No, ho hey, Twinkies ho-hos. are glorious, sir. If, if ho hos disappeared, I'm fucking rioting. Um, snowballs, I'm I'm with you. Yeah. Okay. 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 There, Conair. <laughs> No, but I mean that's oh. that's the thing though that that irritates me with this is it's what it is is it it's masquerading right the oh well you can ban people for not being vaccinated it's masquerading as a hey look we're letting private businesses make their well, decisions not, not but that, the but reality it's, is it's it's again it goes back to social conditioning yeah right because humans humans by nature are social creatures right we have to. Uh, we have to have a pack like lone, lone wolf, lone humans. They don't last very long and they're not, they're not happy when they do. So humans being social creatures, they do this conditioning. They pass vax passport, they pass mass mandates, they pass COVID protocols and, and all this other stuff. And, and the people that don't comply, they become, and, and some of them become, you know, they feel like outsiders. The ones yeah. that don't feel like outsiders to that, they become demonized through propaganda, right? I've been called racist, mm-hmm. bigot, sexist, hateful, uh, literally Trump humper. I've, I've been called a, uh, um, uh, what was the term they used the other day? A Ku Klux mayonnaise or something like that. Some stupid ass fucking retarded what? name like that. Uh. Yeah. Because I, because I, I was against vaccine mandates and, and said I hadn't got one. Um, and it's what? just, does that have to do with, it's it that's the point that's the point they're they're trying to demonize the outliers and that will force the outliers through shame or through loneliness to come into the fold and comply well again honey look at that uh one famous guy that made that phone call to the gun company and tried to call them all like yeah christopher titus yeah the the washed up now incredibly socially relevant hey, comedian okay. to try to call oh, Phoenix his, his special Love is Evil, which he did after he was divorced, is absolutely fucking hilarious. He tells this story about the inspection tag, the inspection sticker on brand new boxers, and it's just it's a really good story. But uh, right, yeah, and he's he's, he's, a, he's a liberal fuck. He's he's a washed up piece of shit comedian who decided he wanted to try and 
be this big man and called Phoenix Ammunition with his phone number not blocked and said on the the audio and he called he called them at like 11 something at night when they were closed yeah when he knew they would be closed and yeah. and said and i quote and i hope you fucking call me and your friends fucking call me you what do you say like something about them all being child molesters and all this other yeah. stuff and, and that then small penises and yeah and then we proceeded to all call him um, well, that and the fact and... is, is that what that place is run by like two women and yeah, there's a few men, but like the primary. Well, no, it's it's mostly men. There's there's um there's uh she goes by Anne Bonnie um or yes. Trailer Swift on Twitter. She actually watches the show, so hi. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, she uh she's also there and stuff, but they um. Yeah, they posted on their Twitter and a whole, whole bunch of us spook boys went ahead and left him some voicemails and text messages. And Now, just to point out, I do not approve of trying to harass somebody into suicide. I'm just we saying weren't, We weren't <laughs> harassing him. We, we did make him make his Twitter, his blue checkmark Twitter private, which is he post, he posted He posted seven hours ago. He's still alive. Yeah. <laughs> well, that makes oh, me feel God. better, but no, I was so mad. No one, no one was trying to make anyone kill themselves. Mm. What we were trying right, to do okay. is just Brandenburg v. Ohio, nineteen sixty nine. Hold that inflammatory. We just reminded him that speeches directed to or inciting producer imminent loss action is likely to incite or produce such action. And nothing, nothing about what any individual did could be considered harassment. What they did was simply respond to a hateful message by a small, hateful, irrelevant person who hasn't been funny in 15 to 20 years. That is all we like, did. Come on, like like eight years. I'm a bleeding heart, though. So I don't think that anybody Fuck should him. ever... Of course you're a bleeding heart. Everybody's a heart bleeds. It's, what's it's well, yeah, most, most hearts bleed. You know, they say that the quickest route to a man's heart is through his stomach, but I would uh, posit that it is, in fact, between the third and fourth ribs at a slightly <laughs> upward angle. We can ask Buzz Lightyear on that. <laughs> can you imagine right. a death by Buzz Lightyear? Oh, Jesus. With the little laser beam on his arm. A little lightsaber. Yeah. All right. My little brother used to have a Buzz Lightyear and a Woody, like the original ones. They were great. Oh. All right, let's uh, let's 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 get out of here. <laughs> yes. Oh, I'm like I have an eight year old sense of humor. All right, and uh, y'all love me. Calm down. Very much so. <laughs> all right, let's uh, let's throw out some plugs and get out of here. Let's throw out some plugs and get out of here. Let's throw out, <laughs> let's, let's throw out some Buzz Lightyear and get out of here. Or we're gonna jump on their their stomachs, like I said. And just... Well, I personally don't like social media, so you can't find me really anywhere. You can't. You can't. Um, you can, however, find me if. Children, children, children. Uh, yep. Uh, you can, however, find me as Inked Anarchist. You can find me on Twitter. You can find me on MeWe. Uh, you can find me still on Instagram inexplicably. Um, you can find me on YouTube, although I haven't uploaded anything in quite some time because I'm busy with other stuff. 
Um, but uh, yeah, if you did want to find me on there, you can. You can also find my page, Inked Anarchist Hootenanny Roundup on MeWe. Uh, and well, it's Inked Anarchist Hootenanny Roundup 2 because our first one got removed from Facebook. You cannot find me on Facebook because I have been sucked. Yes, the do. I thought about calling it part do, but uh, you know, I figured that a lot of the millennial, the younger millennials and the, the zenials. Uh, the Xenials will get it, but the younger millennials and the, the Zoomers, they're not going to get that uh, that joke. Um, you can find me on there. Uh, and if you would like to care for your beard like a Viking like I do, you can go to uh, thebeardstruggle.com. Use code AintAnarchist15. You get 15% off of their lovely, lovely products. They recently introduced their Platinum Series of Scents which are awesome. I really like their gold series. I tend to prefer Odin's Virtue. It's amazing. It smells like apples and cinnamon, and it's great. It does great things for your beard, makes it soft, makes it smell delicious. They also have a beard straightener, and they just introduced their second beard straightener, which has a carbon fiber body and is even better than the last one. They have beard serums so that you can make your beard grow better, all sorts of cool stuff. Check them out again. Code InkedAnarchist15. Get 15% off. Be sure to check out our boy Dave over at Poppins Patches. It's poppinpatches.com. And if you check him out and uh, you see some stuff you like, you should definitely get it because the all of the patches are really high quality. A lot of us buy a lot of his patches. We love them. They're fantastic. He supports the show. And uh, definitely support people who support us, right? So that's super awesome. Make sure to buy Derek's book, Think for Yourself. A was a critical thinking workbook for beginners, and that's Andrew's, available Andrew's on literally just Amazon. Andrew's, Andrew's literally just reading the, the, the ticker at the bottom now. Oh man, I'm just I know, right? I'm not even reading it. Um, it's uh, <laughs> it's super cool. It's like 10 bucks, I think, or something on Amazon. Yeah. Uh, it is a workbook, so and it oh. is for beginners, so keep that in mind. But definitely check that out. Check us out on Rumble. Check us out on a bunch of other alternative media. We're on all your favorite podcatchers, alternative to where you're watching or listening land, to us right land now. The plane, land the plane, Buzz. What else do we have? Do we have anything else? We have uh, nothing. Support else. single mothers. I mean, that's also support on that single ticker. moms. Oh, that's, that's that's also on the ticker. Boog Boogie 79, <laughs> who is going to be getting me my uh, Wisconsin Boogaloo flag very shortly. He gave me some free stuff. It's super cool, man. He's got Is it as thin as the mask I wear? Um, yeah, it is. This is this is good and thin. Uh, this is really less about like if I hold it up there. That is uh that is not yeah, thin it's, it's, at, it's, at all. It's, it's, it's uh, easily as thin. <laughs> But you, uh, that that's more about, uh, say, shall we say, identity concealment at protests and demonstrations yes. and such. But check him out; he's got a lot of cool flags. You'll find him on Twitter, Big Boogie seventy nine, and uh, he's got cool stuff. He's got a bunch, a bunch of state flags converted into boogaloo flags. Yeah. They're on their way out. Once I get my how Wisconsin those, one, uh, I'll definitely show you guys. How's the how's those painkillers working, Andrew? Um, you know what? They work best when combined with uh booze. I'm just saying. We but, uh... we can we can tell. We can tell. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure I have run through absolutely everything, all of the plugs needed. I don't know if anybody has anything else. No, you we don't. Stop talking. Take your peace. All right, I mean, we love you guys. I was, I was gonna joke about if you really wanted to get a hold of me, you could get a hold of Andrew, but maybe get a hold of Jason, he'll talk less. Yes, everybody loves me. 
Come on, man. People love my rants. They love my stuff. You guys love my promos. You know you do. All right. We love you, too. I love you guys. Yeah. All right. I will Good save night, you. Sweetie. I will save yeah. you from the rest of Andrew and in this broadcast. But we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll catch you on the next one. Peace.